Hello, everyone. Welcome to Paradox, Untold Stories from Athletic Directors. I am Dr. Danielle Lapointe, and this is my co-host, Dr. Dustin Smith. Um, we are really excited. We are here today with Doug Lockridge. How are you doing this morning, Doug? Doing great. How are you guys? We're good. Living the dreams, what I we're, like to say. We're good. Before we get started, I just want to thank Ticket Spigot, who is our official sponsor. They make all of our episodes possible. Um, Dustin, I know you've been kind of in a, a lockdown snow day over there. How are you doing today? I'm good. We've had, uh, I mean, this is crazy. Full disclosure, we're recording this on January 27th, which is the one year anniversary of our podcast launching. <laughs> um, so no other guests that we could have than Doug Lockridge, uh, but we get Doug and and there's a if you if you've been to Arkansas, you know there's a rivalry, a historical rivalry between Greenwood and Alma. And the great thing about Doug's at Alma, he's AD at Alma, he used to be the football coach there and was a football coach at Charleston, which is not far from Greenwood. He kind of stayed in this little area, but um Doug's had success, won state titles in football and um has transitioned to an athletic director role. Uh, and and Doug and I talk frequently. Uh, and so for any of those people that say they hate Alma or they hate Greenwood, uh, Doug and I work together really well, just trying to do what's best for our schools, obviously, but trying to give kids opportunities to play. So Big Red is what some people may call him. Uh, but Doug and I have Doug, Doug's been doing this for four years as an AD. Uh, he was the head football coach there at Alma. And so we had interactions based upon football uh, for a while. Um, and then he transitioned to the administrative role and we've had opportunities. He knows Willie Spears, who was a guest here on our podcast um, and got to have Willie come speak at his school and to his coaches. And um, But I really admire what Doug's done and Doug's transition to being an administrator in, in the state of Arkansas and his contributions to continue um, advancing our profession. Uh, he he's he's bought in. He loves what we're doing, and um, there's crazy days, and we'll explain a couple of those and some stories that Doug has. Uh, but I appreciate Doug because he's a friend, not just a colleague. He's a friend and somebody that we can we bounce ideas off each other quite often. We 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 were talking this morning based upon potential games that we have next week and what that really looks like, and that's part of the AD role. Uh, we just start working on schedules and trying to make things fit so kids can participate kids can play kids got an opportunity to to show their skills off uh, and our coaches get opportunities to coach which is what we're about we're trying to do the stuff behind the scenes and and I think Doug will probably admit he didn't realize all the behind the scenes stuff as a football coach he maybe had his blinders on and what he had to do for football but now he's got the whole department and he's got to look at it from a much different lens than what he does now so Doug man I'm excited for you to join us we've talked about this for a while and I'm excited to finally get you on here and, and tell a couple stories one involving uh, my school for sure uh, but we'll get to that in a minute but what I want to ask you Doug is tell us what the resume is not going to tell us we can talk about you being a football coach we can talk about you being the AD at Alma and um, you like to say it's a great day on the A but let me ask you, what makes Doug tick outside of athletic administration? Well, you know, uh, I myself am a small town guy. You mentioned that coming coming from Charleston, Arkansas. A lot of people don't know where Charleston is. You got to say it's about 30, 30 miles east of Fort Smith. But, you know, Charleston is known for Dale Bumpers and Denny Flynn. So Dale Bumpers <laughs> being the, the governor and, and, uh, and what he did for Arkansas politics and 
and Denny Flynn being the world champion bull rider. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a small town, small town, you know, I have small town roots there. My, my dad was a, was a auto body, uh, repairman and my mother was a stay at home mom. And I'm, I'm actually the, the, the first, uh, person in my family to, to get a college degree and, and, and go on. And the thing that, the thing that fueled me all through school was, was football and, uh, you know, just playing the game and my coaches, uh, the coaches that I had all the way through and, and the administrators we had there in Charleston was a football rich environment. And, uh, that just fueled me to get into what ended up being my profession. I, I can remember my dad always telling me, you better learn something to do because football is not, you're not going to make money with football. Well, I figured out a way to have a living with football being, being a coach, but, uh, family man, I have a, uh, a Colton who, uh, or a lovely wife, Kim, who's an administrator here in Alma. She's a principal over at, uh, the intermediate school. And she actually followed me in my career. When, whenever we first met, she was, uh, had just secured a principal job in Springdale and uh, I was coaching in Charleston at that time as an assistant and you know that's an hour and 10 minute drive from each other so we had to figure out what to do well ended up ended up being uh, I had a good job up there and I went to work for Daryl Patton in Fayetteville and we stayed there for one year and by that time the head coaching job came up at Charleston which again was my hometown so we we made the wholesale move and took the family and moved down there so and then just traveled over to to Alma but uh have uh three wonderful children uh Colton is finishing up his last year at U of A he actually works with the equipment staff with the Razorback football team so that keeps him busy we enjoy following him and going to a lot of the Razorback games uh, we've been to the, went to the BYU game this year, went to the LSU game last year. Those are neat experiences he's getting to see. Uh, my daughter Lydia is uh, finished her, her second year at UFA. She just got accepted and is moving to Orlando here in about two weeks. Uh, she got accepted with the Disney College program as a, for an intern. So she's going to live in Orlando for six months. So we're going to see how her mom reacts to that. And then <laughs> Hudson, uh, you'll see him, uh, Dustin. On Monday, whenever our boys play over there, he's a he's an eighth grader and plays for plays basketball. He's ate up with all sports, uh, football, basketball, track. So we're we're a sports family. We're a school family. We're on the go all time. Uh, when we're not on the go, you know, I tell my wife she's the luckiest wife in the world to have me because I'm not a hunter. I don't golf. You know, I, I love to go, go on trips and go places. So we we travel. That's kind of what we do. We travel, we, we buy Jeeps and go, you know, go four wheeling and go Jeep riding, you know, things like just always when we're not at a ball game, we're always doing something and, and doing something with our family or, you know, and, and just spend lots of time with, with each other because we spend so much time away from each other during the week. That's our time to catch up. So let me, let me, as, as I always ask this question about, well, I'm going to start off by saying, does your wife agree that she's the luckiest woman in the world to be married to you? Because I, I have some people that may argue that. It depends on the next, you know, whenever, whenever she uh, starts getting on to him, I'm like, you know, you don't have the same problems this guy does. He he, he golfs four days a week. I don't do that. So I said, you're lucky. So she, uh, I don't think she looks at it the way I do. Right. I, I try to sell that to her. 
Yeah, the story is just whoever tells it. That makes it the better story, right? (laughs) So let's talk about being, you talk about being in Alma. Let's talk about exactly where Alma is. And we're going to educate you a little bit, Danielle, about what is significant about the city of Alma, Arkansas. Um, And and maybe Doug will tell you about what that is. But Doug, paint for us on a map where Alma is located in the state of Arkansas. Uh, well, it how, depends on how familiar you are with, with Northwest Arkansas. We're about 45 minutes south of University of Arkansas in Fayetteville, down the Interstate 49. We're about 10 miles north of Fort Smith there, right in the River Valley, right, located right on the Arkansas River, right above uh, Van Buren. Van Buren and, and Alma are the two biggest towns in Crawford County. And uh, we're, we're right there, a hub, whenever... That's why we're waiting on this bridge to come over from Greenwood, so we can we can uh, connect uh, Interstate 49 from uh, where it comes off in Barling and Greenwood to over here, because we're going to have a we're going to have a major hub of Interstate 49 and Interstate 40 crossing, and we're looking forward to that day. It's, it's one thing that that has been talked about for a long, long time, and I think we're getting closer and closer to that. So let's let's educate Danielle. What is Alma known for? What is it known as the capital of? I have no idea. Don't need for me to answer. I don't know. <laughs> now go ahead and tell her. Well, Danielle, Alma is the Spanish capital of the world. That we have a we have a or a, a statue of Popeye actually down in our city park. Did you say spinach? Right yeah, spinach. <laughs> like eat eat your spinach. I couldn't tell if you said <laughs> Spanish, a Spanish or spinach at first, and then spinach. I was like, neither of them really <laughs> makes sense to me. So, <laughs> spinach capital of the world. We have the Allen Cannery factory was here for years, and uh, is now since closed down. But uh, had a lot of lot of lot of lot of jobs here in Alma because of, of the of the cannery and and being here for so long. So Alma is the spinach capital of the world and i think you just want to know the fact that he's got a popeye statue downtown that's what what i was just going for i want to know more that was my question i want to know more about the popeye statue like how big is it like i need more details it's as big as you think a statue would be it's pretty it's got a great great photo opportunity so if you're ever this way that's a it's a must must see here now i'm so intrigued (laughs) well there's there's been a big rivalry between Greenwood and Alma for, for a long, long time. Um, and Alma is fittingly green, uh, being a spinach capital of the world, you'd think green would probably be a natural color for them. Um, but <clears throat> Greenwood is not green, even though green <laughs> is in our name. Um, so, which is wild, but anyway, Doug, I know you've got a couple stories. We've talked about this and this is the fun part for Danielle. She likes to hear the stories. Um, I'm privy to, at least one of these, I know exactly what happened. Um, but let's save that one for last. Let's talk about your uh, wildlife story uh, to begin with. Um, let, let's dive right into that one, if you don't mind. Yeah, and I know none of these, right? So I'm right. I'm just like sitting here, no no, no idea what's going on. Retreat for sure. Uh, <laughs> the, the first story we're going to talk about actually happened when I was uh, – still head football coach here and Dr. Mike McSpadden was actually the AD at that time, but we had just started a soccer program and it was, it was early this spring. I think it was 2000, I can't remember, 17, 2018-ish. And always in the spring, we have a thing here at Alma through our Performing Arts Center, which is called the dance show. 
And Dan Show is a is a uh, performance put on by our dance department and dance program, which is our seven through twelve dance classes and our dance team. And it's always a theme. It's a, it's a big big deal. Well, that year the performance was uh, off of The Greatest Showman. It was kind of that theme, the movie The Greatest Showman going through this. So they were doing the circus thing. Well, you probably see how I'm going with this. Of course, circus has animals, so they had to have animals for the show, and they'd already done a photo op and all this stuff with a with all kind of, a monkey and all this stuff. Well, one of the animals that was in the show uh, was a miniature horse, and the the miniature horse was going to be in the dance show was going to be on the stage in front of hundreds of people. And it was, the dance show was going to start that Friday. Was it with lights and music and loud sounds yeah, and audio? Like, oh, uh, uh, just everything's loud, strobe lights. Oh. So the reason we, Dustin and I, got to talking about this, we were, you know, what is your, what is, we talk, we always bounce stuff off each other. What do you do about somebody tries to bring an animal into your your facility and our service dog and all? And how do you do that with? And I said, well. We had somebody bring a bring a miniature horse once into a soccer game, and he's like, "What? <laughs> Why would anybody bring a miniature horse into a soccer game?" So I'm I'm standing down in the end zone with Doctor McSpadden, and we're watching the soccer game, and and I look up, coming down the rail of the bleachers is a lady leading a miniature horse down down the bleachers in the bleachers. So it's not just at your game; it is. The oh. game's going on. There's people watching. Here comes a lady with a with a miniature horse. So Dr. McSpadden said, here, hold this. And he took off. And when asked her, he's like, uh, ma'am, what uh, you can't you can't have a horse in the stadium. And by that time she's walking down field level on the sidewalk, kind of in front of our in front of our uh, scoreboard. And she said, Well, I brought him over here because he's in the dance show. And I want him to get used to crowd noise so he doesn't get scared. <laughs> and if you know Dr. McSpadden, he kind of tilted his head and looked at her and said, well, you're not going to have that horse here. And he said, if you want uh, the horse to get used to crowd noise and being around people, you're going to need to take it over to Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> so she, uh, she eventually left. And I don't know if she went to Walmart or not, but... The dance show went on, and as far as I know, the horse was fine, and no, you know, did not get spooked, and, and did not <laughs> run off the stage, and we ended up everything was a success. So, so uh, <clears throat> one of the weird, weird instances of what we've we've had to deal as an administrator with someone bringing animals into the stadium. Let, let me <laughs> ask this question, Doug, if I can, if I can interject for just a moment. This was at a soccer game, right? Yes. <laughs> And soccer's not really big in Alma yet, right? It was just starting, yeah. Okay. This time period. So for a crowd noise, trying to get used to crowd, that probably wouldn't be the most populated place to be able to bring a horse. I mean, no, you know, it wasn't like a football. You know, we, there was some cheering and yelling, but there, but you know, the music maybe and the loudspeaker. But uh, yeah, there was probably some other places you could have went to try to. <laughs> try to startle it a little bit but i guess you know it was fenced in so it wasn't going to get away <laughs> you know, if it did anything they could get on the, so i i can see some logic in some of that i guess 
I, I don't see logic in it at all. Um, so, so many like things come to my mind, but like, I, first of all, I kind of want to like, I wish there was some sort of video where you could just like see. So I would have had to do a double take. Like, what did I just see that correctly? Like, there's a horse in the bleachers, and let's not let's not skim over the fact that the horse was in the bleachers. I grew up with having horses, and I don't even know how I would attempt to get a horse up into the bleachers. Like, I know this is a, min- a miniature horse, so it's a little different, but they they have hooves like that would slip. Um, they have what? What did hooves. you say? They have hooves. That hooves. Would slip. Yes. Or hooves. Hooves. <laughs> I'm sticking to my guns. Okay. <laughs> hooves. They have hooves. Okay, we'll go with that. It's been a long day. It was kind of on the sidewalk part right there along our, our bleachers or you know, our aluminum and gilded into the sidewalk. So it was right there on the edge and then she walked down the sidewalk to the but still it was in the stadium and it was what? right there in front of all of our fans. And their walkway, correct me if I'm wrong, Doug, if I'm picturing this right, is the handicap entrance on the yes the access to the field. So it's, it's snakes back and forth. Um, so you get to it's see her just slippery. kind of parading this, this horse on its we call it the catwalk. It goes back and forth. So you got to go down, up, down, up before you ever get down to field level. <laughs> but it's slippery. It's like not even safe for the, the animal. I just, I, uh, I, I, uh, well, it has hooves or whatever okay. you call it. It had hooves. So it was okay. Hooves. <laughs> No, that's what makes it slippery. So let uh, me ask you this question, Doug. What was your level of shock? I mean, you talked about Dr. McSpadden having the conversation. What conversation happened with you and him before the horse got to you? Uh, it was pretty abrupt. I, I really didn't see what was going on. You know, I'm one of those guys, I'm watching the game, all brought in. I just seen him take off walking. I, I didn't realize what was going on. I looked and I said, that's a horse. <laughs> you know, whatever. He's already gone. I'm like, why is there a horse? In the stadium, I remember one of the coaches I was standing by her like, I have no clue. We had, and of course, we didn't know about the dance show thing because they hadn't presented the show yet. So we didn't, we didn't know the backstory of why there was a horse there, but that was why. <laughs> I mean, there could be other things that have gone wrong. Like there's no poop in this story. And that's been a common theme with our yeah, animals. Okay. So, so that's a really positive. Let's take that positive away. But, and I also probably would have been guilty of this is, um, I once had this puppy in the stadium, which we just, we couldn't have dogs. Um, so I, I went up to the person and I, and I told them that, you know, I'm sorry, you're not allowed to have puppies here. It's super cute. I'd like to pet it first before you leave. And, and I probably would have been a simpler thing when, um, if I saw a miniature horse, I would have been like, this thing is adorable. I would like to give them a little pet. Okay. But now you have to go. <laughs> But believe it or not, that that has become, I mean, that's something I have to talk to my ticket taker about is, and we finally posted signs, you know, service animals only, you know, we had a lady bring a 200 pound St. Bernard into a soccer game. It's always soccer games, but anyway, a 200 pound St. Bernard. And she it tried, is always soccer games. What a nice little call out. It really is. That he was, a, that he was a, a service animal. And I was like, what service is he providing? <laughs> <laughs> well, let, my question is, with this horse, I mean, we can we can jump on his St. Bernard in a minute, but this horse, did you make him 
exit or did Dr. McSpadden make them exit the way they came? So did they have to go back up the catwalk to yeah. get back out? Backed up the home side because they were parked out front over there. As you know how our how our uh, stadium is, you know, you got the visitor side over where all the visitor people park, you know, right. behind their pictures. Well, this was over on the home side. So yeah, she had to go back up the back up the catwalk, back through the front front did gate. they bring did they bring a horse trailer or was it just like I just I just saw the horse. I saw him going to get her, and he told me what he said to her. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't well, know if we went to Walmart or not. <laughs> oh man! I mean, what a That's... classic line, though. You might want to take it to Walmart. <laughs> but if you know Doctor McSpadden, you can you can exactly hear him saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that story. That's a that's a fun story. Nobody is hurt. <laughs> That we know of. I mean, did, was there a saddle on the miniature horse? Like, did kids get to ride this, or was it just for you? Can't ride a miniature horse, Dustin. See, I have to educate you now. Can't kids ride can a ride a miniature horse. They can no. ride a miniature horse. No. Yeah, it's not like a miniature poodle or anything like that. I mean. <laughs> yeah, miniature horses are small. I mean, if I'm thinking, I don't know. Maybe that's a question we should be asking. We're skimming right over to how big this miniature horse was, because. Right now, in my head, the St. Bernard was bigger than the miniature horse. Pretty close. See? A young child could have ridden a miniature horse. They, they do that I in Arkansas all the time. For the monkey, but anyway. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, the monkey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a child. <laughs> and if you've seen The Greatest Showman, there is a rather small individual that's on there that maybe could have ridden said yeah, horse. That's true. <laughs> that's true. But you have to have seen that movie. I don't, have you seen it, Danielle? Yes, I have seen that one. Get off me today, Dustin. I'm just asking a question. We're trying mm-hmm. to culture you a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. And we're doing that with the spinach capital of the world. No, so I'm don't you mention you. No children on the miniature horse. <laughs> that could have been a fundraiser, Doug. You could have had a little That's petting true. zoo there. And could have had <laughs> or we could do a, do a miniature horse drop and... You know, sold tickets for squares and yeah, like a bingo. Yeah, bingo make a grid, make a grid in the bleachers. Where is it gonna go? The fact that that soccer had just started and this happened—that's what cracks me up. I mean, soccer, soccer. Um, yeah, let's see how you put this. Soccer just starting is not some sport that you're gonna have just tons of crowd. I mean, Alma is well known for their football history. Um, you know, Doug followed in the footsteps of one of the legends in Arkansas named Frankie Vines, who, um, I don't know that they threw a forward pass much, uh, but it was more of a running game kind of deal, but football games were automatically big, big events. Soccer is on the other extreme. It's not like there's a ton of people that come to soccer games, at least in Arkansas. Um, so I know we're going to get to a story about soccer here in a minute. That's always soccer. You mentioned we're going to kind of stay in that vein, but I think about the, the, the cognitive thought, or maybe it wasn't cognitive. Maybe it wasn't much thinking going on for this lady to say, I just want to get them to expose to noise and want them to get adjusted to, because this dance recital is not a small crowd. No, it's a big deal. And, and arts in Alma is huge. It's a big deal. And so for them to do this, I'm trying to figure out the logic in bringing a, a horse to a soccer game, maybe just because of the speaker and a whistle maybe every now and again. I don't know. 
Yeah, and just like I said, in the Performing Arts Center, it is a closed-in venue, and there's a stage and lights and you know all those th- all those things, and it is a big, big crowd and closed crowd and a loud crowd. Uh, but I don't know. But I, I guess <laughs> the because I, I asked Doctor McSpadden like, what what did you say? What she say? And it's, that's what he said. It was the, they wanted to get used to the to the to the to the sound of being around people and and uh, where it wasn't as so skittish for the dance show. Yeah, that is, that is, I mean, I mean, just a new environment, I think is what she was going for. And I, I like her thought process on, on trying to get the animal used to it. I don't like that. She decided to bring it to a high school soccer game where if anything went wrong, like there could have been so many worse things that occurred there. So I'm glad that that did not happen, but I'm also excited to hear about the story. That involves Dustin. This well, one it I doesn't involve me. In. It involves some of my fans. But we'll get to that. Let me let me ask this question, Doug. Did you go to the dance performance the next <laughs> night to see the, the uh, show? Yeah, we were, our whole school went and saw it. And I did. So then I put it all together. Now now it starts to make sense. But how did the horse do? <laughs> great. <laughs> great. It's probably one of the best dance shows we've ever had. It was. Really, really neat with all you the were you were the reason it was so successful. You and your <laughs> soccer game. <laughs> I mean, did they have an elephant or anything like that? Fire thrower or flamethrower, all that stuff going. There was it was a big deal. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so now let's stay in that vein of soccer, Doug. And I know it was a first. The horse was a first for you. The Saint Bernard as a service animal was a first for you. And you had another first, because as you tell this story, then I'm going to talk about our conversation when you called me, uh, because this involved some of my fans at one of his games. So I'll let you, I won't steal your thunder. I'll let you tell this story, Doug. Well, it was, it was a, it was a spring soccer game and it was probably four o'clock in the afternoon. We're playing Greenwood, which again, you know. Always Greenwood and Van Buren games, we have extra security. We make sure we have SROs and stuff because you just never know what's going to happen. So somebody's going to get mad at each other. And, and, and it's usually pretty heated between our fans and their fans. But, you know, soccer is pretty easy. You can spread everybody out. But uh, uh, we're standing down there again in the same corner watching the soccer game. And just out of the blue, I see one of the – I see a, a player upset on the field. And I thought – she was up, she'd got kicked or something, but they were upset because, and I, and I look up and I hear some banging going on in the bleachers and there is a domestic dispute going on between, uh, three, three adults, uh, two males and, and one female. And by that time, when we look up, somebody said fight and it was just like at the playground, you know, everybody's running over that way. So we've got our SRO, another SRO, our principals, I'm on our way, our assistant soup, I'm on the way. Greenwood had their principal up there in the stands. He's trying to get over there. Some people's trying to get uh, broke up. But before we could even get over there, one of the males, he's already down in the row of the bleachers and another guy's on top of him just throwing haymakers. And before, and but the thing is, who got the worst end of it was the guy that was throwing the punches because the lady got a hold of him. She was, she was kicking him in the head, just over like a kickball over and over. And <laughs> this over. is like a full on, full it on adult. Full, 
like you were at, at the bar on a Saturday night. They were <laughs> <laughs> so we get up there, finally get so finally some people got them separated before we could get up there. We got you know this person over here and this person over here, got them all out of there yelling at each other, and guys' heads bleeding, and all this stuff. And so I, I finally uh called us and I'm like, well. We had a fight, but uh, it wasn't any of our people against your people. It was, your, it was a domestic dispute between your own fans. <laughs> <laughs> you got to call Dustin. about this, but we'll let you handle it. Oh, so you had to call Dustin and tell him that there was a fight with, with his parents in your state. And nothing to do with you or your school. It just happened to be the place that it all went down. And again, it was an early soccer game. It was four o'clock. It was girls played first. And there was probably about six people up there in the Greenwood bleachers about that time. I three of them being those people. I want to know from your perspective, I don't want to hear Dustin's yet, about how that conversation went. Was Dustin like what? <laughs> like what? There was, there was a long silence. And then I think the first thing he asked was we have an administrator there. Have you seen him yet? And I said, oh, yeah, we saw him. He's the one who got over there, got over there first. And so he, he would relay information through him. And by, But that time, we had about four cop cars pull up, and they kind of took over the whole the whole situation and kind of from there on. We had to get the guy bandaged up and all that stuff. <laughs> all right, so I have two two questions here. First of all, you, what I'm taking from this is your bleachers are not boring place to be. Like, <laughs> no. there's a lot going on in your bleachers at the game, specifically soccer. So the bleachers are a good time in Alma. And um, the second thing is, that's kind of a slippery slope there. Like, like I don't, I don't want to stick up for Dustin, but I think I have to a little bit. Like, what do you do? I mean, these are adults that don't attend your school who are misbehaving somewhere else. Like, that's a very weird position that puts Dustin in. Now you're calling him. Obviously, he needs to know about the situation. I mean, you can trespass them. There's things that we can do, but it's a, they're really not over us. But or we're not over them, but we are. It's very weird territory there. So how did how did that go down, Dustin? Well, when Doug called me, <clears throat> he said, "I'll send you the video." Um, and <laughs> so, video. <laughs> oh, there's video. Um, now it's not public video. This is just yeah. discussion that we had, yeah. and um. Mm -hmm. So when he called me and he said, all right, we had a fight. Well, his first, his first statement was, well, I've had my first domestic violence situation. I said, what are you talking about? Because we've always had, I mean, we've made jokes. Doug's like, well, Greenwood's coming and I'll say something about, well, it's Crawford County. You never know what you're going to get out of Crawford County or when you deal with people from Crawford County, whatever. So we have, <laughs> some good-natured ribbing that we give one another. But this was a different tone with Doug that I hadn't heard when he said, uh, and so then he tells me the story. He says, okay, I guess it is ex-husband, current boyfriend, um, and then ex-wife, wife, whatever she is now. And she's getting, she is the winner in this whole deal because she just, the other guy's holding him down and she just waylaying him. Uh, and so I'm getting this just via the phone. Okay. And so Doug says, what do you need me to do? I was like, man, let the cops handle that. That is a, that is a adult problem. Who I felt terrible for was the young lady who played soccer for us because it was 
<clears throat> it was a love triangle that she wasn't part of. But she was the one who saw it all, and she just wanted to stop. <clears throat> First of all, it's an adult problem. Um, not an adult. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, that is, uh, you don't, you know, you get fights with kids and, and students actually, you got to have extra people up there. But I didn't really expect that to, to go down a parent level, especially when it had nothing to do with the game. It wasn't like there were two parents fighting over their kids or the coach or anything. It was, it was all nothing well, to do he, with you. <laughs> he was, the, the one male was upset because. I guess he had warned the lady, he said, do not bring that guy to a game. And he said, if he does, I'm going to, he told her what he would do. And sure enough, she brought the guy with her, with her to a game. And, and she exactly found him in this crowd exactly of people. He said he was gonna do. He <laughs> a crowd of six. I mean, there were six people there. There were three of the six, and one of them was my administrator. So four of the six people were part of this situation. Um, wow. See, this is exactly why we have this podcast, because no one trains you or prepares you for dealing with completely off-the-wall stuff when you're like, what? This has nothing to do with anything other than it's happening in my bleachers on my campus at my event. So... It's very, it's a perfect example of of what we're what ads across the entire country have to deal with. And that's oh. you know we say that every day. You know, when we walk into the office, we don't know what's going to happen that day. It <laughs> may be a horse in your stadium, it may be somebody <laughs> you know a domestic dispute in your bleed. But you know, one thing is for sure is like Dustin said a while ago when we told said we're already planning for Monday. You've got to have a plan. You've got to have a plan for everything. You you never know what it may happen. It may not. But you know, and that, and that goes back to our our uh, our crisis plans. What happens if that is there's a fight there? Who do you have? Who's doing what? And we always try to have SROs there on duty because, like you said, that was not it wasn't two school kids getting in a fight. It was two adults. So now it's a it's a it's a it's a domestic problem. It's a police problem. That's not you know. Yes, it was on our campus. But that was that was were not our people, so yeah, that they're going to be arrested. So, you know, it's very important to have the the right people at your events to take care of those things, because you never know, you know, what you're going to encounter. What what was the end result from this? Like, did they get in trouble with your school, Dustin? Do they get like trespass from your school, Doug? Like, I don't even, yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, we handled it on our end that they weren't allowed to, they weren't allowed to be at any more games. Uh, the more away. Could go, the the two males involved in it weren't allowed to be at games um, whenever we played on the road or at home because we tried to make the experience the best it could be for the young lady. Um, and she was embarrassed more than anything. Um, and, and she had to witness that love triangle gone wrong. Um, and I'm telling you, it's Crawford County. It brings out that in people. Uh, and so uh, <laughs> Doug, will, <laughs> Doug will get a kick out of that. But <clears throat> when when Doug actually called me, I think I said that. I think I said after we got done and he said, hey, the police are on the scene. They're taking care of that. I think I said, man, you just never know what's going to happen in Crawford County. Um, mm -hmm. But reality is they were disciplined by our school where they couldn't come back to the games. Um, and, and I felt bad. Um, I felt bad because the girl's dad, I, she wanted him to be able to come to games. But because of the reaction of that situation, 
we couldn't continue to have that person there. Fortunately, she was a junior, so he had her senior year to be able to come watch games, but he had to sit the rest of that year. That's a – okay, so I'm just – side note for that I'm just curious about. That's a hard thing to impose, right? Because, like, how do you know or not know that they're going to away games? How do you know that's happening? Like, did you have any – what did you have in place, or was he just, like – he just honored it and it wasn't an issue? Um, we Well, we sent him letters, and we had a meeting with him and said, hey, this is the situation. If we see you at a game, it's going to be – it's not going to go good. And it's basically mm-hmm. – you can't call it trespassing, but – um, we can get people involved at that point. Yeah. And, and we spun it by saying, hey, do what's right for your daughter. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't need to be any more embarrassed than than she already is. Um, and unfortunately, again, it's nothing that she had. It wasn't anything that she did. It was two adults, well, yeah. three adults um, that ended up being involved in this. And and Doug did the right thing. I mean, he had his SROs there that, that got the city police involved that became a bigger issue than whether or not we remove them from a, from a soccer game. What, and what about you, Doug? Was there anything on your end that your school did? No, because obviously it was, you know, Dustin's school, Dustin's parents, obviously, you know, all we did, we got, was got the police involved. You know, our campus is right next to the police station. So it didn't take them very long at all. And those guys got over there quickly. And I think our, I think our upper administration handled it the right way. Our principals and assistant soup and, and got the SRO involved in an actual some more of the police force and got it taken care of. They were escorted out of the stadium. Uh, I don't think anyone was arrested. They didn't want to press charges on site. I remember that at that time. And that, and there was nobody actually arrested and taken off mm-hmm. at that time. So they were just left the game. But uh made me a big believer to always have, a, have an SRO here on campus whenever we have ball games because you never know, you know, again, what what's going to happen at a, at a game so what i gather from this essentially like tell me if you agree doug that if the other ad had their act together you know had their parents under control this never would have been an issue for you would have been better it'd been probably better. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> we I don't know what he had going that day but he's obviously pretty busy mm-hmm. so that's why yeah. We had softball and baseball at home, and Doug sure was. Did. We sent an administrator. We had an administrator there. He was actually in the stands, and you see video of him running up there trying to break it up. Once he realizes there's a fight, <laughs> yeah, it was the so our 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 press box obviously on our home side. So we're we're filming the soccer game with a huddle. So the whole that's what he was talking about. The video, the whole account was on our huddle. Tape, which both teams had access to for watching the video and stuff. But uh, Dustin's first response is, well, you know, Crawford County always brings the best out of our people. <laughs> man, oh, man. I like this story. This is a good story. We're doing horse in Greenwood gone wild. This is a good time. <laughs> no, this is a soccer game gone wild in Crawford County. <laughs> yeah, what Whatever you say, I take it as Greenwood gone wild. That's all. <laughs> this is just one of many, many, many Alma Greenwood stories that go way, 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 way back. back. <laughs> yeah, I think Doug's comment was like it was like the Electric Cowboy, which is a club in Fort Smith. He said it's like an Electric Cowboy event happened over here. Um, it was 
it was not a bright moment, obviously for fan behavior for sure. Uh, but but I think the lesson to be taken out of this, and and Doug dealt with that, is one, you let them get tired before you get up there. Um, you let them get all their energy out, and then two, have your SROs and other people ready, and then the police get involved, and then once it's in their hands you wash your hands of it and just say, Hey, they'll, they'll take care of this part of it because that becomes a, like Doug said, a domestic situation that we're not trained for. We don't have the credentials to be able to say, all right, you're under arrest and you're under arrest. And we don't have those. So you'd let the proper people take care of that proper authorities. And Doug and his crew did a great job of making sure that that was handled cleaned up blood or whatever and then we got right back to playing soccer i mean soccer game continued right after that's this. i was gonna say that's a that's a good question did the 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 soccer game stop or did it just go on the entire time there was just a little bit of a timeout so we got everybody kind of got their heads together we got everything going and we officials got it and kept kept it rolling so but our young lady did not play they they let her not play anymore because of that situation because she was she was obviously distraught um and it was she was a combination of embarrassed hurt mad i mean there's a lot of stuff going on in a young a young lady's life um that she had to witness so we didn't she ended up leaving the field and leaving the game the stadium and, and didn't finish the game herself but the team's finished yeah that's rough for her yeah so mm-hmm. here's what we know today don't go to a an event at at Alma Stadium, no matter what it is, especially soccer, because you never know, or maybe you want to go and just see what the show's going to be, because you know if Doug Glockridge is there, there's something bound to happen that's going to be out of out of the norm. I want to go sit on the top of the bleachers and just be like, where's the bleacher show? <laughs> where, where is it? You know it's coming. <laughs> it's just the water. It just doesn't mix. I mean, we <laughs> Since then, you know, Greenwood is not in our football conference anymore, but they're in our conference in all other sports, you know, football or uh, volleyball, basketball, baseball, all those. So we don't have a relationship still during football season, but but we do see each other, you know, and our fans around each other all through the, the volleyball and basketball and, and all those spring sport months. And and I will say the, the rivalry is not what it used to be. Um. They're still, I mean, they still want to beat us and we want to beat them. Don't get me wrong, but it doesn't, um, it doesn't have the history that it's had, particularly because football is not, we're not playing football. We play football in junior high, but we're not in the, in the same varsity classification as what Alma is. So we don't play football now. Um, so there's, there's a long standing history of our two towns, um, but but Doug and I have been able to overcome that. We've got a great working relationship, and we're able to to converse and and make decisions that are best for kids, not just best for our schools. Oh, and I and I appreciate you sharing these stories because they're they're out there. And I also appreciate you giving me you know something to tease Dustin about at the same time. It's like a win win. This is very win win for me here at this episode. So I I, uh, I definitely take the appreciate the time that you're taking out of your day to to share these stories. Yeah, Doug, thanks for being on, brother. I'm glad we got it scheduled. I appreciate you being honest and talking about this fun stuff, but also very serious stuff. So I appreciate you jumping on here. Mm-hmm. And like you said, Dustin, Dustin is a pretty easy target. So he does get a lot of ribbon um, mm-hmm. from me a lot of the times. And But no, he is 
uh, I appreciate his mentorship that he's helped me with. You know, I, I jumped into this job really kind of unexpectedly. Uh, uh, I wasn't planning on being the AD or I was still the head football coach when I took over this job. And, and as you know, you got to find resources. And he was one of the first ones that I had the relationship with um, and, and was able to talk to and get on the phone with him and some other guys here across the state. And he, he's been a, a big help and a, a good person to learn under and just, you know, talking through these things. I mean, these things are funny, but there's things we talk through, you know, three, four, five times a week that just, what do you do with this? How do you do this? Mm -hmm. Just that's, that's the only way I think you can learn this profession. When you think there can't be anything new, boom. <laughs> there's Doug something new. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, don't put so, that stuff yeah. in any of the classes whenever you're taking these master's classes or anything. No, All these incidents aren't in there. Mm -hmm. No, they definitely don't tell you about these things. So, well, thank you for very much for for you know sharing these stories and you continue to monitor those bleachers, Dustin. <laughs> You get your fans under control. I got them. We're, we're better now, I hope. <laughs> okay. And, and we um, thank you, you know, again to both of you for sharing your stories, but also to Take It Spicket, who is our sponsor and makes all of these episodes possible. And we will be back next week with another episode.